All right. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Yodeling Sock Puppet Podcast. My name is Alexandra, but everyone calls me A. And my name is Sean. And today, we have a very special guest for this episode. We have Auntie T here. Hello, everyone. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us on this episode. I'm so excited to have you. Yes, I'm so excited to be here. I'm very, very honored. So in today's episode, we are going to talk about ways to save the planet. Yes. So we're going to be talking about different, like, um, environmentalist ideals and, like, how you can get involved at any level to help save our planet. Yes. We... I think recently have been very involved. We did this thing called Project Green, um, which we learned through an environmental club at our school. And I think because of that, that really opened our eyes to a lot of stuff. Um, yeah. So yeah. Uh, how did you get started with becoming an environmentalist and opening your ideas? Well, I guess, first of all, hearing that I'm an environmentalist makes <laughs> my heart very happy. And I just, I'm so glad that pocketing all my compostable trash and grabbing <laughs> recycled materials. Oh, yes. Um, I, I told Sean about something. you carrying around your trash bag. <laughs> you know, it's all, I mean, I will say this probably a million times today, every little bit counts. And actually, it's funny because I would say that I started as an environmentalist since I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I would start by collecting rocks and sticks and use them for games or for projects, all the different kind mm-hmm. of art things. Um, and then my mom made a rule that I actually couldn't have any rocks or sticks in the house. So I had a very similar rule. Yeah. <laughs> and then I started um, keeping anybody who would come up to our house would see little piles. Um, but even more so, I like started to sneak them in. And recently I found a jar from when I was a kid filled to the brim with rocks. Like That's, I you know, just, I used oh to put God. rocks in my pocket. Like I would go like throughout school. I loved rocks. I don't know why. And I would shove them in my pocket and then my mom would put my clothes in the wash and then there'd be rocks in the laundry. So she made a rule <laughs> of no more rocks, but that never stopped me. See, that's rocks. Ace Vox collection is actually how we became friends. Yes. It's because one day, because we looked across the street from each other, she went, came over and just started blabbing oh, about her rock collection. And now we've been friends. How many years later? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. The, you know what? I think that's the moral of the story. Like, environmentalism can yep. create lifelong friendships. Long friendships. <laughs> exactly. Uh, And then I guess after that, the big thing that I can really acknowledge is the seventh grade science fair, where I, because this was in the early 2000s, and home composting wasn't really an option. So I did my compost on, or my project on composting and good and bad compost. And Mm -hmm. I just want to say a super big shout out to my parents because our house stunk like trash. Like I had a good compost, which was like fruits and veggies. And then I had a bad compost of like meats and dairies, which now you can compost in like a commercial facility. But back then, like in our bathtub, it smelled so bad. And then the thing was, was really awesomely I ended up like moving forward into like another science fair so we had to keep it even longer oh, God. <laughs> so, yeah but I would say that's when I really started 
acknowledging that like I could do stuff at home that would really have an impact. Um, so yeah, that's probably where I got started. Yes, I, I've I've heard the the soil story many different times. About yep. the, the fair, I never knew that you did the like bad and good though, and it like stunk up the house. Like props to, <laughs> props to right parents for sticking through that. And it's so funny because now, um, obviously, I composting is a really big thing, and it's funny because like I will have conversations with especially my parents or people who aren't very like or are new to composting and they're like, well, aren't there some things that you can't? And I very much get that. There was a time where, yeah, you couldn't compost yeah. like, you know, not organic produce. And now, you know, there are so many like at home facilities or mm-hmm. towns or cities that are actually implementing that into their waste management system. So it's gone a lot further than the early 2000s. Yes, which is great. It's great that we're slowly but surely progressing. I know that me and A, um, after we did like the Project Green Challenge at our school, we went to our, um, like... I don't even know what to call it. The heads of the heads of the school. Oh yeah, the, and the school about, community people. Yeah, and talked about like, implementing like composting. Posting. And I know that like many times before, throughout the club, people have tried to get like yes. our school. So hopefully, they're they're not they're yeah, <laughs> very but, hard to but get to. We're, we we're here. We for got it. the message in their head. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wouldn't share with them the story I just shared with you. Tell them that it doesn't stink at all. <laughs> yep. Um <laughs> Well, completely smell free. Yeah. The best part about it is that there are like some companies that are really trying to work on better um, waste management in schools and other companies. So if they wanted that and then they get really nice soil out of it and they could start a garden. Yeah. That's a, I know that we have at our school or my school, uh, chickens. And so I think that'd be great if there was also a little garden. Yeah. And then, you know, just add on to the, the add whole, on to the chicken. Add, add, just like here. add on to the whole like farm vibe happening. <laughs> oh my gosh! Like, farm yeah. area, so. so appreciative. They would love right. that. They would say That's, thank you for my nice, healthy soil. That was always great in my English class when we would. My teacher would be reading, and we're all distracted because there's like a chicken like on the like windowsill, and we're just like watching the chickens. And yeah. then my teacher's like, "Okay, you guys need to not be doing that." We're like, "But that chicken." And I know, like, my homeroom teacher had me and my friends start a petition to get a pig at our school. Mm-hmm. The pig titian. It didn't. It, it went actually really far because we got like or like three hundred signatures on it. Wow. We yeah, and then um she brought it to the administration, and they were like, "This is insane." No. I think you got credit. You should have just gotten credit for calling it a pig titian. That's like the best. Yeah, I've heard and then like people would like come up to me at school and be like, "Oh my god, like, do you have the pig titian on you? Can I sign it?" <laughs> That's amazing. I've started many a petitions at, at school. <laughs> Yes. So, um, hey, would you like to like speak about um, some like environmental stuff that you have you have done or like yeah. stuff like you like want people like to notice? Um, so kind of going off of composting, I don't compost now, unfortunately. I, that's definitely something. I think that's a big thing that people overlook is waste. Like you waste so much in a day. I know at my old house though. We did compost and we had this giant one that was behind our shed and it was like full soil. And then we had our own garden, which I think is a huge thing, having your own garden. I know that my mom just started her own garden, which is great because now we're getting our own fresh tomatoes and cucumbers. So they're not processed ones that had been GMO'd and that are using soils and stuff that 
hurt our earth um, that are chemically like bad, uh, which is a huge thing that I know that we learned during Project Green was soil and mm-hmm. stuff. That was always great when I would be sleeping over my grandparents and it's like 11 o'clock at night. And I'm like, I haven't done Project Green yet. And I'm like <laughs> sitting there researching soil, making like a diagram. Yeah, Always, always good times. But yeah, I think that composting is a huge thing. Starting your own garden. Um, and then, of course, using that composting soil for your garden. I think that's very good. Yeah. Um, which is something that I want to talk about with my mom is doing composting. So that'd be great for her, yeah. her garden, which is out of control currently. And her cucumbers are very spiky. And they hurt <laughs> if you try to pick them. Very painful. Oh my gosh, I love cucumbers. It's, you know, you have to just do a little bit of hard spikes to get to there the nice go. cucumbers. Yes, they're very good though. Yeah, I think um, waste is a really interesting thing and, and something that I've had to examine. I will be really honest in saying that I was the napkin grabber. Um, I can have, I remember myself in, in high school, it was pizza day and I would grab a fistful of napkins, bring them back blot my pizza, use every single napkins. And I had like a sense of pride with it. Oh oh my gosh, if I don't have a napkin, I have my reusable one. And if I don't have a reusable one, I'm going to probably use one of my clothes or just like (laughs) suck it up. I just like, it was just such a mindless consumption. And that's what I think I've really kind of examined with my own values of how I can just consume things with more intention and yes that's not like you know just grabbing everything because it's there thinking okay what am I actually going to need in this meal is this something that I could bring with me for future times like if it's utensils or a cloth napkin or something like that and then just really thinking through like when you purchase something you know at a department store whatever it is you're not just buying that item, you're buying the thing that it's in. And so if it comes in a lot of plastic, that plastic has to go somewhere. That's a huge thing is plastic. And, you know, you don't think about it because, you know, you get a curling iron and it's like full, you know, it's in that plastic that you have to rip across and do all this thing. And then, you know, a lot of that stuff isn't recyclable. And then, what I've learned probably in the last couple of years, which has been a hard readjustment for myself, is that not all recycled material is actually recycled material and a lot of it yeah. gets wasted. Yeah. Um, which is, yeah. So like those, you know, the reuse, reduce, recycle, reuse and reduce are probably the better ones to start with. Yeah. Yeah. And Alexander, I know I learned that from you. So. <laughs> yes. Yeah, plastic is like one thing that like I have really like tried to really cut down cut down on my single use plastic. Yeah. Like I now like anytime I go into a store have my reusable bag. Oh yes, you're all your Disney reusable. I have bags. so many like dollar store reusable bags like yeah. that have like different like Disney stuff on them. And then um like one thing that I like cuz like you hear a lot about straws. Yeah. So like, I have like my keychain straw that I, like, actually, I take everywhere. Yeah, I got a metal straw. Because yeah. Of yeah. So I, I carry that like around with me everywhere. Water, water bottles. That's a huge thing. You always have your hydro flask. Yes, I Never am one of those. I, <laughs> I know, and I've really like. I have real like using plastic water bottles was something that I really hated. Because I feel like that's, like, something you can really just... It's such an easy Such fix. an easy fix. Yeah. So, like, I have 
definitely like I don't I don't cannot tell you the last time I used a plastic water bottle. Yeah. Except like if I was like dying of thirst and need to like if you I needed I, it, I yeah. needed it before you pass out. <laughs> yeah, I. But I feel like with plastic now, like so many people are putting like so many places are putting in hydration stations. Yeah, that's a huge thing. That once again, going back to our school. Yeah, uh, we school. like our environmental club like yeah. pushed our school to get a hydration station. Instead of using like the single use single use plastic and using just like bubbler water, which is gross. yeah, oh, so like we have bubbler water at school, <laughs> sketchy. So we have definitely like that's something like I really yeah really noticed. Also, I know you talked about the whole being mindful and not grabbing like a handful of uh, paper, our napkins. I know that we do a lot of different cooking and we always make messes in your kitchen and i know that for the most part we try to use cloths and we try to use sponges and we always try to reduce using paper towels which we always joke about because (laughs) sean one time i like grabbed a paper towel and sean's like we can't waste it and i was like oh well just i'll use it later as a tissue and so now we always joke about that whenever we use like a single use paper towel um so just like huge things like actually realizing how much you're throwing away and how much you really don't need to throw away and you could switch yeah. for something that can be cleaned and speaking used. of like um auntie t what you said about like pa- packaging yeah. a lot of the times you go in grocery stores and they will have vegetables mm. like wrapped in like individual plastics <sighs> so <Yes>. i'm disappointed <laughs> it will be like yeah like like a tur- like a wax turnip and they'll put it and a wax turnip is like protected yeah it's like it has like a, a banana it, has it a- basically already has a plastic outside yeah. and yeah. they put another plastic on top of it it's unneeded so i actually um recently probably in the last yeah two years read um this like really wonderful biography of these four transformational women and one of them was alice waters who has done so much work in the farm to table movement and um, really what she taught in her practices and continues to do so is buying local in-season produce. And what I have noticed about that is that because it's local and in-season, there is typically, I'm not going to say always, but I would say typically less plastic. Yeah. And you know, I think I have this kind of internal fight with cucumbers, actually, because I really love the English cucumbers. Oh, yeah. Uh, but they are always wrapped in plastic. So they now, are. I, yeah, I just go with the regular slicing ones. And we started to have a little bit of a better relationship. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, you know what? This little change is actually going to have a really big impact. Yeah. Um, but there are a lot more grocery stores that have more or less, more of less plastic um, covered produce, have more bulk sections. But that's why I'm also really excited and happy that farmers markets are becoming such a more um, regular thing, you know, and even longer. I'm seeing them start, depending on where you live, like end of February, beginning of March, all the way through October. Yeah. And some really good produce that's coming from a local source yeah. and that's not covered in plastic. Yeah. That's yeah. like, um, right on, like before you go on to the street that I live on, there's this road and there's this huge like barn and stuff with this house and they have a little stand and yeah. like throughout the summer it started with like flowers and now 
right now I think they have corn out um and it's just like stuff that they've grown and they're like a huge backyard that they have um and all that stuff of course doesn't have like plastic or anything it's grown like right there um so me and my mom have gone there many different times to get little fruits yeah. and veggies and stuff that they have yeah. it's always great trying to find places nearby that are you know are yeah because I worked um uh last summer at a vegetable and like fruit yes we talked about farm. this with your allergic reaction yeah because I'm, I'm allergic to fruit so that was like that was the hard part of the job was allergic reactions <laughs> every shift but like no, like you would actually like because I worked there and then like I would have like my parents buy there because like yeah. you knew you know exactly where this stuff is coming from like you would see the I because I worked in the store part of it mm-hmm. you would see the people in the field bring it in and then you would they would buy serve it right, it right there, there. Yeah. so yeah, it's yeah just, it's, like you said little changes of just like every little change counts like going yeah. to places like that where you're not getting fruits and plastics being just mindful like so many of the little changes if you just start doing all these little changes they start yeah. to build up because even if you like look at um fruits that aren't in plastic or whatever they're shipping a lot of the times fruits and stuff will be packaged individually in yeah. paper or in their own plastic thing and then when they're taken out you don't see that they were wrapped in yes. plastic but then they're actually yeah they that's yeah. a huge thing that i remember i was actually with auntie t um and my grandmother or your mom um and i remember we were actually talking about some fruit or veggie and oh i think it was it was pumpkins or something and we were at like the grocery store and you talked about how um mimi was just like that's what i call my grandmother she was just like well let's get like a pumpkin here and you were like no we should get one locally grown and she was like well what's like the difference and you were like well you have to think like this pumpkin is probably coming from a place farther away so now it's traveled probably in a truck which is now putting fossil fuels in our air and you don't know what like process and packaging it's gone through that's now wasted material and it was just like you don't realize that like looking at a market it's like oh that's a pumpkin what's wrong with getting that but then you really think what has it gone through and to get here and you know the stuff that it's done to hurt our earth and so it's just being so mindful that stuff isn't like actually thinking about it is absolutely insane well, first of all, I just want to do a little shout out to my mom. I'm so sorry if that was my response about you getting a pumpkin. <laughs> I don't think you were that mean. I, I think it was something a little, I, I, don't, I don't think you were that mean. Um, oh it was just. <laughs> well, it's really funny that you mentioned that because a really good friend of mine once mentioned, you know, we were talking about like local and um, like in season versus organic. And she was like, yeah, like organic is great, except when it's being shipped in a Mm. lot of plastic or a lot of transportation Mm -hmm. across the country. And so, yes, you know, I I know it's so nice and it's convenient to have those tomatoes all year round, but they're even fresher and better when you actually have them in season. And, you know, I think there's a lot of like good recipes that can happen from there. And so, you know, I think I think sometimes when people think about environmentalism, sometimes they are often nervous that they won't be able to have that convenience or accessibility, you know, because that's kind of the world we live in. But I really think that it has that larger payoff and you can, it can really open your doors to other things. And so I think just those little changes, like one, one little tip I, I do, 
um, each month um, is actually uh, the start of each month. I look up the in-season produce for the month, depending on where I'm living. And, and so then I'll have all the stuff right on my grocery list. So if I do any impulse buys or I'm doing some recipe building, I'll actually build it around what is in season. Um, and, you yeah. know, even if I'm able to get one or two things that are in season and maybe not everything, like, I think it's really good to know that that will yeah. make a difference. Of yeah. course. Yeah. Those, like you said, the small impacts yeah. are what really matter. And I think that a lot of people definitely overlook that you don't always have to make that big impact. We actually had this kid once came, come in to and our environmental to club and talk to us. And he kept saying how, like, why look at a small impact when you should only ever look at the big impact of things. You should never do something unless it's going to be have yeah. this big impact. And I was like, that's not true though. Like, yeah. Cause like I asked him the question, I was like, so what do you do in like your day-to-day life to like promote like environment, like to be envi- more environmentally cautious? He goes, well, it doesn't really matter what you do in your day-to-day life. It matters like what you're doing overall. Like, overall. And it's, and uh, I, that was projects. like a weird idea to me because I think that me and I talked about this later. I said, well, I said, about it a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, this just seems like, not everyone can make these huge impacts. Not yeah. everyone has that platform or that ability to say, I don't even, you know, I don't even know. To think of a whole weight idea to clean up all the plastic in the ocean. Like yeah. not everyone can do that, but no. you can stop using single plastic to the best of your ability. Yeah. So that is causing that. Huh. like the little things that you can do end up helping that bigger idea. And so I yeah. think that it's just such a big thing to think about with the environment is just every little action really does matter. Yeah. Even if you can't see the impact that it's making, it's making an impact. Yeah. And it could be as simple as inspiring your neighbor to also do what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Like that's like a huge thing is just like, hence this podcast talking about it, um, getting the ideas out there, just a the whole point of this podcast to help you guys to think <laughs> about this stuff. And it's fun to talk about. Yeah. You know, I love being able to talk about ways to save the planet obviously i talk about it a lot if i'm telling my mom what kind of pumpkin to get i love talking to, oh oh yeah and i know alexander we were talking about last week about karen you know the little bit of trash yep. in your bag and again like i think i think that's really interesting that that person said that he only does really large things because i guess I don't think in large things. I think of how small things have an impact. And I know that it's, you know, for me, my environmentalism and my living more minimally go hand in hand. And I know when people sometimes hear those words, it can be pretty intimidating, you know, from going to nothing to composting and using cloth and, you know, having your own garden, like from doing a lot of a little you know maybe nothing to those big steps feels like a lot so for me it's like try with one task take one room at a time and examine what your practices are you know change one habit when you go to the store because doing everything all at once for me is really overwhelming um if that works for you definitely you know do that life but yeah for me it's really taking kind of one habit and changing it and then seeing what else I could do to make it even greener or more sustainable. Yeah, it's definitely overwhelming to think about it all. And it yeah. can be scary to think about mm-hmm. everything. And like, it's definitely you want to be able to do it all at once, but it's unrealistic. Yeah, and, I have, I've definitely found that. Yeah. Um, like, I would love to, like, be vegan. Yes, but you can't just go from being a meat eater and consumer of yeah. products 
your whole life to then just being vegan. So I I want to eventually like, slowly get into it. And I know like I have friends that are vegan that are vegan and they are that like be like oh so you're not vegan so you must not like the environment and yeah the like, vegan people can be a little a little pushy sometimes i guess i i get it yeah. but the thing is like right now where i am it like veganism isn't really possible because i'm not the one that's making making food. the food or buying the groceries yeah so like when i get to that point like i will obviously be it will work better for my yeah. life. And that's something I know that we've been working on is trying to make vegan dishes when we can, trying to go to different vegan restaurants. We went to this one um, around where we were. It was a small fam- black family owned vegan restaurant. And it was delicious. It was like great. it was so good. Like vegan food, I think is everyone's like, like it's scary to think about like, you know, like a vegan cheese, like what even is that? But then you eat it and you're like, why like, is this so like terrifying like it's delicious and I know um when I went to Seattle they have tons of different um vegan places there and that's when I first had vegan cheese we'd vegan cheesy like fries and it was amazing like yeah most amazing thing ever and I feel like when I've had a lot of when I've talked to people be like oh yeah like I'd like to become vegan someday they're like well that's just you're just eating like a ton of different chemicals and it's gonna be worse for you it's not and it's like that's I feel like that's a common misconception yeah yeah I you know yeah I think it's really hard because yeah there are definitely I think at one point probably veganism was a lot more black and white and I think of it definitely more as a spectrum and along that every little bit counts like every little bit counts and so if you are a meat eater and you're looking to have more of a plant-based diet start with one meal a week you know yeah yeah 21 meals, depending on, you know, your dietary preferences. And that's just one change where mm-hmm. you're not eating meat or you're eating less items with dairy or whatever it is. Um, for myself, I actually, so as Alexandra said, I've been living in Seattle the last couple of years and recently have migrated again. And um, back I over. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I so I was working on a vegan food truck. I was actually mm-hmm. uh, you know catering a lot, so I was able to have more vegan food accessible. And so I am currently making the transition to being a vegan and even being a vegetarian. It is taking mm-hmm. steps. And for the last year, I like to say that I've been um, I'm a vegan um, three three and a half to four days a week, and go. that has been a slow build up. Yeah. And, you know, it's just the little changes. And, and for me, it's, you know, doing research and learning what other people are doing and slowly changing things and knowing, okay, this thing that, you know, has dairy in it, or it has an animal product. Like, what does that actually mean to me? Or like, what do I can, can see like cutting that out or maybe transitioning it to another alternative and yeah I guess it's kind of changing that from like not having it to being able to maybe have it in a different um light and I think my best example of that is I am a big dessert eater and mousse so like not like the meat mousse but like chocolate mousse is actually my favorite dessert my family and friends will attest I will walk miles (laughs) for some mousse 
Moose is very good. Oh, it's so good. And I always was like, I can't become vegan because I love moose too much. And actually, um, because of the pandemic, I accidentally started making um, coconut milk mousse and putting chocolate in it and using seasonal raspberries. And while, yes, I'm sure mousse in like the beautiful French country is something that one day I will have. For now, this chocolate, you know, plant-based mousse is just perfect. And I think, you know, even changing that mindset has that longer-term impact. 100%, yeah. And that was something I think that's huge is thinking about, you know, how you can do little things and changing your mindset to be able to help the earth and not having such a stuck mindset. Being a lot more open, Mm -hmm. I think, is a huge first step just even being open to the ideas and listening um is a great way to just even start I know that's how I really started was once again kind of with Project Green and stuff just like opening trying all the different things and then realizing you know how much something can impact and then being able to actually do it like learning about the meat and how bad the meat interest interest industry there we go (laughs) that's the word I'm looking for how like bad it is like it's not like you think it's like, oh, it's just me. Like, it's just from an animal. But you're like, it's awful. Like, it's so bad for our environment. Yeah. Um, Which is just, like, crazy. So even, like, I know in my day-to-day life, I try to, like, if I'm out at a restaurant, I usually try, to the best of my ability, choose something that doesn't have meat. Um, You know, it's just, like, when I have the option, trying to eliminate that. And yeah. um, I think that it's just, like you said, it's small, small baby steps. Baby steps to, to get up there. Yeah. Well, and I think it's really interesting because, and I know this is going to be a weird statement coming from a vegetarian, three-day vegan, three-day a week vegan, but like, it's also about how you're consuming and where you're buying it. And if you're buying your meat from a local farm who, you know, really does fair trade practices with their animals and, you know, is able to kind of procure the meat in a healthy, sustainable way, that's going to be better in the long term than just going to a big box store and getting whatever is cheapest or, you know, whatever is the most delicious. Like, I think Mm -hmm. that it's kind of changing that. So if not eating meat feels like a lot, maybe it's just examining how you're buying it, where Mm -hmm. you're buying it from. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I think that that's been something I've been trying to, you know, it's not always like what, you know, we are, we are bringing into our life, but it's also the how. Yeah. Yes. Because I know, like, um, if you look at, like, a lot of the meat industries, they're, like, contaminating, like, our earth in, like, a, in different ways than you, like, wouldn't realize. Because, like, I don't know, I was, I think I mentioned in a video or something, and they, like, had all these cows in a very small area, and it was, like, uphill, and then all of their waste, because they were in such a small area, was getting drained into, like, a water source, so now, like, they were contaminating water by, like, this where this meat industry was located and how they were treating their, like, their cattle. So I, like, I didn't really, I, that, like, shocked me now every time, like, I think of that. It's, yeah. You so, think that's contaminating drinking yeah. water and now you're, like. Some drinking <laughs> water now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like you said, going to places that you know. Like, our cares, local, yeah. yeah. And, like. We have a local farm. Our whole town is a local <laughs> farm. <laughs> like. <laughs> Yeah. So, I like yeah. That. Yeah. Because like we live very close to 
a dairy farm and mm-hmm. like they are very like environmentally like green Cautious, and they yeah. um like have this whole system set up i don't remember what it is but they have this big thing like it was like it was like a big thing a couple of years ago like them coming out with it like a and something that for making the dairy farming more like sustainable and yeah. more so like you said not always just completely eliminating but the how i think yeah it's definitely important yeah definitely yeah i very much agree with that yes i think that's a big thing once again like i've said a lot it's just (laughs) just thinking Thinking yeah and i think that like education about so many things is just so important i feel like yeah i feel like that's a thing in school that doesn't get talked about like even in like i feel like science it could be slipped in somehow it's like we never in like English I can do this um (laughs) talking about how our environment is doing and how it's not doing well and the earth's current state and I know a couple years ago um in science class we did talk about like global warming and stuff but we never talked about how we could help and stuff like that I Mm -hmm. feel like that's something that people at a young age can start being educated on so then they can start helping yeah because I know um yeah, I think, I think that's so important because I know, like, I am in Model UN, and so I've done many of Model UN conferences about, like, global warming and yep. stuff like that. And a lot of the, the conferences are bringing up the same ideas of education and, like, how we need to educate, like, countries that don't have, like, the resources to combat, like, global warming and, like, that are being affected by global warming. Yeah. And, like, because we don't see it right now directly. Like, we do in some aspects. Yeah. But then we don't we don't we're not in cities that are being flooded because of rising sea levels so a lot of people brush it off like it's fake but i think that we need to educate people from a young age yeah. about like what's actually happening yeah oh i very much agree with that. <laughs> if there's ever any like education or program oh you let me know i will <laughs> i will talk at that i will learn and yeah one of the things that i really think has been helpful um i you know, I know I've said this a couple of times, it can definitely be overwhelming looking at your own practices and your values. And what's been really helpful for me is finding other people in our world who believe, you know, who have similar values and who have been on this path. Um, You know, I, when I first really started getting into it, it's easy to compare yourself as a beginner to somebody who is, you know, having their waste in a mason jar. And I know that that's usually like, oh, yeah, you know, no waste. That's the goal. And I think when I started, you know, really practicing this, that felt like an Everest to get up there, you know, to live out of a mason jar. And I have found in my journey, really finding people who are along that mountain, who live based on what feels good to them. And because of it, I've been able to get more ideas. I have been able to share my ideas like I am now with with other folks. And, you know, it also just kind of makes it like that every little bit helps for the millionth time. But I really think that, you know, it's not a one size fits all. Every person, every family, every situation is different. And I think just starting out with one simple task 
or when I really started getting into it, I took everything room by room. So I first started looking at all of my, you know, what I was doing in my kitchen and I went by like, okay, this is how I have a lot of waste here. This is my grocery practices. And so it was easy to just focus on one area as opposed to like, oh my gosh, I want to change everything and save the world overnight. Yeah. Yeah. Which is true, but I think it's, <laughs> you know, there are a lot of those, you know, little steps to get there. Yeah. I know that's something that like kind of talking about like the different rooms. I've definitely recently been like, looking at my room and seeing all the different things that I've bought and the plastic and stuff. And a huge thing is clothes, especially for me. I have a ton of clothes. And this is something, once again, I hate bringing it up, but Project Green really opened my mind to um, fast fashion, (laughs) (laughs) which Sean jokes about because I talked about it a lot. But that's because I watched like a 45 minute, like hour long documentary on it. So I like knew a ton about it at the time. And so just like really thinking about like where my clothes was coming from and the different factories that had been through and trying to like buy clothes from not as big as brand and smaller closer mm-hmm. brands. Or recently I've been doing a ton of consignment shopping with my mom. So clothes that have somebody else owned that they no longer want that now I can take. So yeah. it's being recycled or reused. Um, so it doesn't have to be thrown away, which is another thing of like upcycling, like yeah. taking something that you could, I do this now a ton with painting um I literally the other day had like this plastic container that normally would have just been thrown away and I was like no like I'm gonna paint this I'm gonna use this to throw my paintbrushes in it's just like looking I just like looked at my room and I was like the little things that I can do and that's like I recently bought a shirt that was made out of completely like recycled threads and I remember I was so excited about it um and I was gonna wear it today but even though you can't see what we're wearing I was gonna wear it but it was in the wash so oh just to let everybody know I'm wearing my most hippie shirt that's actually made out of hemp um and it says trust in nature and it's full of holes um because I I love it so much yeah, I, I'm a big um, secondhand person. I once really just started to ask my question when I was purchasing is, you know, do I need this if it's already in the world? You know, mm-hmm. is there really something in the world that I need that's brand new or what have you? And yes, there are certain things that I really try to buy more new items, but then I'm really looking at the practices of where they're coming from, the waste of the company, the ingredients, all that good stuff. But the majority of what I do buy is secondhand, or I've really gotten into um, buy nothing groups now, which is just really, you know, trading and sharing. Um, When it's not a pandemic, I love swaps. My friends and I got into a really awesome time of doing clothing swaps, Mm -hmm. which is so much fun because you get to just have all your clothes out, invite some friends over, some people you want to be friends with, put some nice food um, on the tables, and then just like go around and shop around. And, you know, it's cool to hear the stories that people have of their clothes or like, oh, yeah, this is like when this time in my life or what have you. And I still have a bunch of stuff that I even had you know, back a couple of years ago when I really started to do this. So yeah, I think, yeah, it can be really different. That's, yeah. that's I know because me and A, we have a regular recycling center right near where we are. We and we love recycling. going there. Favorite. We place. love going there. We, um, going back to, I think we've mentioned this, the Festival of Trees um, is this big thing in, in our, our town. Tr- and we 
had went to the recycling center and got most of the stuff we needed from there to make our tree and our wreath and our gingerbread house like you it's like crazy to think about like how there's already like you said so much in the world that you really nowadays don't really need to buy stuff that's new like you can get stuff clean it there's plenty of cleaning products to make sure it's sanitary right now it's a little hard like you said with the pandemic but um you know going in just like you like the recycling center it's a great place they have so much there yeah we we go all the time and then even not even if we don't go shopping around the recycling center i know i have gotten like my family into the habit of like whenever something like breaks or like we don't want something anymore bring it to the recycling center center. and i know recently because the pandemic it was shut down but when it opened up like my mom had just cleaned out our attic Mm -hmm. so we had like a car full of stuff that we just dropped off at the recycling center hashtag not a trash facility (laughs) we once went there and this woman was very persistent on telling us it is not a trash facility um yeah but Speaking of the festival of trees, I feel like that's something little that we did. That, that was huge. Yeah, we tried to make sure we actually our. So what tree... we did. So what the festival of trees is is like you, you have it's a competition where you can make like a tr- you can like decorate a tree or you can decorate a wreath or make a gingerbread make house. a gingerbread house and we then people from like the town come and they vote on the best. They vote on who's the bestest. So me and A had the idea of making our wreath out of completely all recycled materials. So yes. our wreath is made out of cans. Yeah, and the like, cardboard we made that it looked like an earth and we put like continents and we made like little icons of the continents yeah. out of stuff we got from like the recycling center or stuff that we just found in like my recycling bin yeah like, that was when, we, when i was like head in the recycling <laughs> thing taking stuff out you know so and then we won yeah so i feel like we really touched people because like so people saw we like, put that it was it's a christmas yeah. thing but like you no can, matter what time of year it is no matter what yeah. you're doing can always usually slip in uh yeah so we had like a nice sign that was like 100 yep. percent of this was made out of recycled recycle. material and like even just standing around it people were like were like shocked like you right. can make i don't know like art out of trash, trash. you know what i mean yeah. so like that's what really we found during this do it like doing that yeah. i feel like that's something really small that like yeah might have like impacted people to be like oh like recycle recycle yeah like yeah. You recycle stuff well and i think that's so interesting because when you're like promoting like the good work that you're doing, it definitely, you know, gives people that, that place to think of, Oh, how am I able to do this? And Mm -hmm. speaking of the holidays last year, I decided to use all found items as well. And mine just happened to be in nature. And so I decorated, you know, my space with, yeah, with all like pine cones and berries Um, And I, and it was from this like Scandinavian um, belief, you know, that you decorate your inside, like the outside. And I really loved, I know, Seyman who goes to Norway all the time. Um, (laughs) I've mentioned this many times in our travel (laughs) podcast. This is the the side of my family. I always talk about the travels and goes to Norway. (laughs) Oh, I should mention, um, I can't believe I didn't say this story in the beginning of how I got involved in environmentalism. So as a kid and pretty much as an adult, you know, I don't really get in trouble a lot. I kind of, you know, follow the rules as best as I can. The time that I actually got um, into a lot of trouble at school and my parents were called 
is because we went on a field trip to the recycling center and I was so invested in what I was doing that I kept sneaking off the bus and coming back inside and finishing my <laughs> stuff. Um, and then they would bring me back and I would sneak back in and I got in a lot of trouble because I wouldn't leave. Wow, you just kept taking stuff from the recycling center. That's amazing. Oh my gosh, I had so much fun. That is such a such a you thing to do. <laughs> yeah, I think that the recycling center for us has been such a fun place to go to. They just have like they lo- have like everything. everything. We everything. um right now are doing or not me mo- more you sorry uh you uh, a backyard prom because of COVID. We you did not get to have your prom, and so you are inviting a tons of friends and stuff. And we went to the recycling center and got a ton of things from there. Yeah, we just had all of our decorations from the recycling center. Exactly to use, and there I remember one of my favorite decorations is there was an old mirror that was dirty and just sitting there. Remember your sister. Uh, go listen to if we had a time machine <laughs> to hear from Shan another yeah. collab. Um, she grabbed the spear and she was like, I don't know, we can just like maybe use it for something. And we literally cleaned it, painted it, and now it looks like the um guy that's in the mirror from Snow White. And so yeah. it was just like it's like so cool. And it's just like think like this was just sitting in a recycling center that someone didn't want anymore, and now we get to refurnish it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I I think that's such the wonderful part about like the environmentalism is that like not all like it's not all one size fits all it's whatever you know if you really like upcycling go with it if you really love you know secondhand use go with that you know if you really want to focus on food or you know your your consumption eating consumption practices like use that Um, and then you can be really creative about it and you know put faces in mirrors which is amazing and i'd also yes. like yeah. a picture of that yes <laughs> um that's another thing is kind of going back to the clothes it's great being the small friend because all of my friends are taller than me so when their their clothes are too small i'm like i'll take them like i don't care like sure <laughs> i recently my friend gave me a flannel and i'm like i love it and so it's just another great thing is like now they're not normally just like throwing away their clothes and I know that when I clothes gets too small for me I try to donate them um you know as long as they're clean and not like ripped up and like a mess um I try to donate that way someone else they can be cleaned and someone else can get them it's just the process of reusing I think is so powerful yeah definitely um do you have a topic you'd like to talk about next I don't know. Do you do you have anything, Auntie? <laughs> I have. Um, well, I had a couple of um, resources that oh, yes. um, I have. So, as Alexandra and I mentioned, you know, I'm newer to this area, so I'm still trying to find more of those brick and mortars that um, I can go to, and you know, a lot of I've been looking at a lot of like co-ops or smaller markets to get, you know, my groceries and my food. But um, there, you know, there are so many great small businesses out there that I would encourage you to look at. Um, But there are some online ones that I also love as well. Um, So one that I recently found actually through a um, sustainable blogger that I found on the YouTube machine. Um, <laughs> she shared with me about, uh, not with me. She's, we're not like friends. <laughs> her people. Maybe we are friends. Um, Earth Hero. 
um, mm-hmm. which is actually like a general store that promotes the um, better use of materials, cleaner production, low, low, lower carbon footprint, yep. higher quality ingredients and less waste. Um, that, you know, I think it's really great for, you know, those really unique products that you need. But it's also really awesome if you need a toothbrush or you are looking to get, you know, soap that doesn't have as many ingredients. Um, And, you know, it is online. So, you know, you are having that transportation, which I would always encourage you if if you do have more of that bulk store close to you or you have the opportunity to have less of, you know, that fuel that goes in there, definitely do it. But the Internet has really opened that up for us. I also, there's a couple of um, plastic-free shops that I love. Um, And again, they send those without any plastic packaging. Um, And then, you know, I just think it's finding whatever resonates with you. If it's, you know, for me, it was really that environmentalism and just reducing my footprint in the world so that I can continue to spend my days in Norway among the beautiful pines and, and lakes. Um, but whatever it is for you, I think kind of just, you know, taking a couple minutes and figuring that out and then really just starting, um, you know, it's, I think we're, it's funny to think about this because, um, you know, I have been living on this earth for about three decades now, and I think it's gotten a lot, it's changed a lot, even just hearing you both talk about clothes, when I was a kid, you know, the word hand-me-down had a negative connotation. Um, and I remember thinking, oh, I'll never do hand-me-downs. And now they're my favorite things. Like, yep. you know, I think it's just we're in a really good time to, you know, support this and to do this. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, and like we've said, if you haven't heard before, every little bit counts. Yes. So one change can make such a big impact. And it also can fuel a lot of your own passion, you know, you didn't eat a meal that had meat in it. You can do anything you can, you know, if you (laughs) want to continue to reduce your plastic and use all your old clothes as rags and what have you, like whatever, you know, is really passionate to you. I would say just kind of go with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that one thing that like we have both, I, I don't know if you've done it, but I have done, it's kind of like learning more about what I, like what impact I have had. So like there was like a thing where you can like calculate what your ecological footprint Car- is. Yeah, 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 we did this, yes. Yeah, and you can find out how many like earths you're using, you're up, using yeah. like how many resources you're using up. And I forget what mine was. It was like 2.3. Yeah. But then I did it with like some classmates and some classmates were like at like five or six like earths. And it's like. We only have and then, one. Like- yeah. And then also we did the same thing with water. Yeah. And when we were working at our water footprint, I, that, that like, it yeah. honestly scared me because we were like, it, there was like so many things that we didn't even do, realize like you really use used water. water. Yeah. Like that. I can't think of an example right now, but I will yeah. once we're. I, so I wish I knew like the website because I know. I think you can just put like calculating your ecological yeah. footprint and will come up or calculating your water footprint. I, that really opens your mind to you... every 
little thing you do and how much of an impact it can have. Yeah. Like, um, simply like carpooling, like the fossil fuels used to, if you all use separate cars, I know that we carpool a lot. All the time. Mostly because I don't have a <laughs> vehicle, but, um, you know, uh, but yeah, we, we carpool on and trying to use like public transport and stuff like, I know yeah. you, you've written down fossil fuels. Um, yeah. It's like a, a category. Yeah. Um, so like where we live, public transportation is not a thing it's a little hard because we live in like a small town small, small, small again, farm town. Farm. <laughs> so but like if you have access to the public transportation because i know like like in, city. like in cities and yeah but uh, cities. still <laughs> um being still in a town like i said carpooling you Couple, know like yeah. if there's if you're with a bunch of friends and stuff like you know, carpool, I know I, um, where I live, there's, uh, I have a friend not too far away. I've biked to her house, like, a ton of times mm-hmm. instead of, like, driving because, you know, it's, I'm, by biking, I'm not putting fuels into the air, you know? Yeah, I feel like that's um, a big thing we learned through, like, our travel videos. Like, was, when we did, like, traveling. Yeah. Not videos. <laughs> podcast, podcast. Is that people, what was the like, place? really green countries, like. Is it Denmark? I don't, there it was, was, like, Denmark, the Netherlands. Yeah. Like they all bike they and like car, yeah. car like using a car is yeah there's a place or electric cars is huge uh mm-hmm. in europe and it's just like we gotta get those like we gotta start up and up up and up well not the right word starting to uh get everyone to buy electric cars yeah because i think that that would help a ton because i yeah. think that you know i know cars is a huge thing that's putting fuels into our air and causing global warming yeah and i think like like we've been talking about, you know, there is such a spectrum, like there, you know, yes, getting electric cars, like that is the ideal. And like, okay, if that's not achievable right now, what are some other things? And, you know, I'm a big fan of good old walking. Um, You know, I am starting to try to be a little bit of a better biker. Um, It is a slow process because (laughs) of that one time I fell in a cranberry bog. Oh, oh getting there. I know this is why I love the environment so much because I'm so close to it. Um, but, you know, I just, I think like it's all those, those little things. And I just want to say one thing about the, so I have taken that environmental footprint and I think quiz and I think what has shocked me is, yeah, I think I was in the, and this was a couple of years ago, but it might've been like the 1.75 or the two, but it really resonated with me. We only have one. And I think um, initially my reaction was very overwhelmed. And I think that's probably going to be a little bit, you know, if you are deciding that you want to live more an environmentally sustainable life, that's a very honest and real reaction. And I would just suggest or kind of, you know, hope that it wouldn't deter anyone from continuing yes that's where you are right now but a little bit of what we suggested can really change that I know with me when I took it it was definitely overwhelming but it really was like I need to change that I need to I need to start doing all these little things to try to reduce my number I don't remember what it was at all to try to reduce my number as close as I can to get to one you know it was very like you said it's definitely at first you're like oh my gosh yeah but then I know once it settled with me a little bit it was definitely more of a up to me to like really be like I, I want to change you know yeah and I think along the lines of that is a lot of the times you can't like a lot of the decisions about like like putting fossil fuels 
it's not like really up to you i know with like heating houses or like cooling yeah. houses or like electricity a lot of it is like producing fossil fuels i know like like why mine was lower because i do have like so we do do solar energy at my yeah. house but then like like when we do like heat like keeping mindful being like it's do we really need the heat yeah. on or is it I that know, cool to put the heat on i know like personally even in the summer i have like i don't i i don't use my air conditioning because a lot of the times the fan will do fine and yeah. use a lot less energy yeah yeah i think um I was trying to think of when I really started making a lot of decisions about like my environmental footprint. And I want to say it was in college. And I remember thinking I felt so helpless. I was like, well, I don't live in a home that I own. Like I live in a dorm, you know, in the yeah. middle of, like a city, like how can I make a difference? And, you know, now that I'm actually looking to become a homeowner, which is really exciting. And I feel really fortunate about that. I'm starting to look at, okay, now that I'm in this more of a position to have that, you know, control of, of how I use my resources, what can I actually do? And I've yeah. started making a little list and I'm very excited to actually put it into practice. But now, you know, that I'm at that step, I think it's going to be really great. But I'm glad that I didn't let it deter me from, you know, when I was thinking about this back in the day. So, yes. Yeah. Um, like even like around the house, I know like they're like what you were saying, there's like stuff, like little things you can do, like just like unplugging your charger when you're not using it. Yeah, or... that's a huge thing that me and my mom started doing is we literally went around our house and was like, all right, what like needs to stay plugged in and what doesn't? And we went and literally plugged in like half the things in our house and was like, these don't need to be yeah, plugged in. Like it's plug them in when we need to use it. Yeah, like... it's a very slight inconvenience for like, yeah, it's for like a something that will really help. Exactly. Or even like seeing how like efficient your houses like making sure like windows are sealed so like in the in the winter you don't have to use the heat as much because hot air isn't escaping or cold air isn't coming in yeah and like same with the winter like checking to make sure like is my house actually being as efficient as possible yeah just being very mindful yeah even no matter like where you are just like trying to figure out in your situation what you can do and even though I know in a lot of situations, there's a lot you can't do. But like you said, finding what fits you, there's so many different options from food to upcycling to clothes to fossil fuels to, you know, the trash that you're the waste. It's just there's so many different options that like figure out what fits best for your situation and go with that. Like you yeah. said. So um, why don't we just finish up like a last couple a couple of thoughts i know that you have um two more things you want to talk yeah about. so one thing that um i probably should have mentioned earlier because we really were talking about this um i know so one day my mom came home and she like just took our do- dogs for a walk around the neighborhood and she was like oh my god i can't walk i can't stand walking the dogs anymore because there is just trash all over because like we live like where we walk and there's like woods and there's like i don't know just like throw it in the woods people just throw like i don't know like cans and stuff like that or like recycle because where we live it's like really windy so every like trash day like oh my god trash cans will be blown over yeah yeah so i know my mom was like i can't do this anymore like why don't we like one day just go around and like just around our little neighborhood and pick up trash Mm -hmm. and um we did that and then I, me and A have done that a couple times yes, we've done it since then because every time we do it there's more like we always yeah. find more but 
it I feels just, so good afterwards. Yeah. Like and once then, again, it's just a small little our small little yeah. neighborhood. And then we're able to like separate into like recyclable yep. and trash. You know, it just it feels so good afterwards being like, you know, like I went around at least my little neighborhood and now it's Yeah, and now that neighborhood is has less yeah. waste. Because like, you know, waste is just so bad for many reasons, especially plastic. like the little animals yes. around our neighborhood. Yeah. Um, that's another thing is like you said, it's very windy. We live on a farm on a hill. <laughs> so it's windy beyond belief. And so trash cans and recycle bins constantly get blown over. And I remember I was walking to the bus stop one day and it was a very windy morning and a someone's trash and recycle had been thrown over and my friends are making fun of me because I'm running in the road picking up all the stuff throwing it back in the recycling trash bin so like what are you doing I'm like we can't just let this like blow into the woods they're like it's not yours so I go I don't care if it's not mine like yeah. I'm gonna clean this up I know so- like one time I was literally in like a grocery store parking lot and I like pulled <laughs> over to the side because there was like a plastic bag like I was like chasing the bag across the parking lot. It was, like, a little bit. It was fine. It was just like in the main store. Whatever I'm going to see. It was fine. <laughs> but yeah. Just like little things like that. Like once again, like, you know, if you see, I know that we talked about this when we were recently together. Um, even if it's not your trash, it's still trash. You, you know, it's it's still trash. Um, it might be a little gross and you know, you're going to have to get over that. Wash your hands, sanitize them, wear gloves. Wear gloves. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like pick it up and recycle it and throw it away. And I like you, you've talked about you carry a trash bag with you. That way you can put all your trash in there, any trash you find, and then you can sort through it. Recycle, compost, actual trash, you know, and it's little things like that. Like not everyone is going to be cautious and they're going to litter or stuff's going to blow. It's gonna happen. And yeah. so if you see it, just be able to pick it up, you know, yeah. help it. Yeah, I think it's that community mindset of, you know, we are all in this together and supporting one another and supporting the earth. And, um, you know, I think um, I love that visual of Alexander, you running around. My big backpack on my back. Like that. Oh, that makes my heart so happy. Um, You know, and, and I think, yeah, like. It's just that that smaller step yeah. thing yeah. we talked about. Before. All right, and then the last thing that the you last have... thing I want to really, like, kind of talk about is like even I don't know getting talking to like local governments or talking to representatives from your area yeah. about what they're doing and like talking to them about getting more environmentally friendly. And this is definitely one of more of those bigger. Steps. This is a, definitely a big idea that I know I've like kind of done this a little bit so like as i said before i'm in model un and we we like last year took a trip to washington dc and we were able to um meet up with like our congressmen and our senators and like talk to them and be and ask them questions and be like so like what are you and i know like one question was like what are you doing to to like help and like get legislation passed so like just like talking or like going to local governments and like saying this is what I see around my town that's mm-hmm. that's not working what are you doing what do you want to do to fix this yeah because a lot of time we don't have that power to to do it but like if we talk to people that do have power to write laws and stuff mm-hmm. like that and also um educating educating so even For if you voting. can't even if you can't vote if you're not old enough to vote I think education about what letting like your parents know like oh like this person is actually environmentally friendly or this person says they're environmentally friendly Mm -hmm. 
but they're like, not yeah like a lot of them will be like yeah I, I care I That's care about I care about the environment and then you actually do research and they're and they're not yeah. actually environmentally friendly and they say it for appearances so you get your they yeah. get the vote but they're not actually going to do anything that's, about it. That's a huge thing is greenwashed products. He's saying that they're uh, they're environmentally friendly. There's one thing, not going to throw shade, but there was this wipe that I found, like a huggies. baby wipe. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't going to say, I wasn't going to throw shade. Because, you know, definitely Huggies listens to our podcast. Um, they have a um, natural baby wipe that actually has a lot of chemicals that are very unsafe for babies and very unsafe for our environment. Um, so they're not okay. And so a huge thing is doing research, not just going with, okay, this has a leaf on it. It says it's an organic, let's go with it. Doing your research. Okay. Is the ingredients in this, or is this person actually environmentally a huge part of being an environmentalist or working to help the environment is being educated and knowing what you're doing. Yeah. And I think that it can go a long way. Um, and I feel like a lot of the times we don't realize how accessible it is to talk to politicians or just yep. e- like you can, you Email can, e- they might not respond, but <laughs> no. at least you're trying. You can, you can email, like you can talk to local, I think local governments is like the first step in yeah. like being like. Yeah, I don't think you can just email the president. <laughs> no, definitely not, definitely not. Um, but just be mindful about like, like letting other people know, like this person like letting people know what um doing research and then like sharing it with the public yeah definitely and I you know I very much believe in the power of voting and I think that you know it starts at the Mm -hmm. local election and it really has a trickle effect of who then is put into higher power of offices. And if you are able to educate yourself and work with who's going to represent you and um, in your community and you're, you know, backing people who have similar values. And, you know, I very much agree with, you know, walking the talk. And I think, unfortunately, you know, there are some people who like to jump on bandwagons and then don't really do follow through, Um, corporations Mm -hmm. are a big one with that, you know, they'll preach or jump on and be like, this is what we believe. And then with a little bit of research, you actually see that the money that they're funding goes to other places or they're not as green as they Mm -hmm. say. Um, so I, I definitely think, um, part of this is very much educating yourself and learning what's important to you and what the bigger issue is. And kind of going back to that person who presented, who said like, it's the bigger things that matter, like in mm-hmm. this way. Yes. Like, and if you want to do lots of great things, do little yeah. things and big things. And I think, you know, learning more about it can not only give you more information, but also help provide more information to your friends and your family and your own network. Um, in yes. What you're um, doing. I also want to emphasize words can do a lot. We recently not going off of the environment. We recently went to a town committee and spoke on an issue that was happening with the education and you actually had a speech and Mm -hmm. you read your speech in front of a ton of people and stuff and you had a ton of people afterwards like contact you and be like that was amazing and we ended up uh the way the voting went went in our favor and Mm -hmm. we were able to help what we wanted to and I think that 
it really just shows like words can do a lot yeah like more than you would think like words can they can get you far and so using those to your advantage getting in front of people is uh, just such a big thing so mm-hmm. get using every opportunity you have to voice what you believe in especially when it comes to helping the earth and you know uh praising things like you said the little things um you know going in trying to get rid of single use stuff like those simple little things can just go so far and voicing that to other people and trying to get other people to do that you don't have to be aggressive or pushy just you know using kind words can just do so much yeah yeah that's wonderful yeah so i think do you have anything else you'd like to talk about or oh darn it i was going to come up with the best green pun that the world had ever seen and i just didn't until this one moment it was going to be environmental (laughs) it was going to be corny uh don't be mean, be green. Cut <laughs> that out or do whatever you that want. Not that. Um, I just Oh my goodness. I, you know, I hope that, you know, everyone, you know, was yeah. able to get a little bit out of this and this has been yes. so wonderful. I obviously love <laughs> to talk about this all the time, but this has filled my heart so much and I just like love you know talking with people about ways to save you yeah. know and preserve this wonderful yes. space thank you that we're so much right now, for so. joining us i know that this took a little bit to try to figure together i know that you just like you said on over so <laughs> thank you for finding time in your schedule to talk to us um you're yeah. such an inspiration oh, i know at least to me yeah um, definitely <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh that's so yes so um thank oh, yes. thank you for um for being Listen. on the podcast we really appreciate it and thank you everyone for yeah. listening um uh, i really yes. hope you enjoyed this episode as always we post every friday at 5 p.m you can find us on anchor google spotify pocket cast radio public breaker overcast and apple if you enjoyed listening to us please rate us a five star on apple we would be so grateful yeah i think we have another fun episode in- another episode with some some people yeah we have another um cool. we have a fun episode so we're hoping that everyone will join in, in. Yeah. yeah so thank you thank guys you. so much for listening we hope you have a great day bye, bye.